Hey folks, uh, just a quick little thing before we get started. Negotiations between the Writers Guild of America and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers has collapsed. As of midnight, May 2nd, 2023, the WGA is on strike. We here at Lost on Lost stand in solidarity with all labor movements. That's right. Creating film and television is a collaborative art, of course, but it all starts with a script. Good, bad, doesn't matter. Clearly. <laughs> Uh, we're in a new era of entertainment, shorter seasons of television, movies having the option of being released to streaming instead of theaters, and the value of our entertainment being determined by Wall Street earnings instead of what we, the audience, actually want to see. We're also in an era of unchecked corporate greed and wealth inequality. The WGA's demands are not only reasonable, but they're a necessary bulwark against further labor exploitation, not only in entertainment, but in other industries. The bosses are always going to try and squeeze, but labor has the power as long as we stand in solidarity against those who would exploit us. Corporate greed led to the strike back in 2007, and Lost Four Season was shortened by that strike. So right now, your favorite shows and the people that work on them are already being affected by this one. That's right. During the 100 days of the 2007-2008 writer's strike, the AMPTP cost the economy of Los Angeles an estimated 38,000 jobs, and it cost us Lost fans two episodes, which would have given us a more in-depth look into the lives of Miles and Daniel and Charlotte. Wait, who? <laughs> the WGA isn't asking for the world. They just want fair compensation for the work they do and the product that they create. These companies would rather see people out of work for potentially months on end rather than part with just a couple of percent of their corporate profits. In the show notes, we're going to link a community fund where you can support the film and television professionals who are being affected by the AMPTP's douchebaggery and general unwillingness to negotiate with the writers. Go to entertainmentcommunity.org and click donate. Once there, you can use the drop down and direct your gifts specifically to film and television to support our writers and below the line labor who are standing in solidarity with the WGA. We here on Lost on Lost don't fucking cross picket lines. We stand with the WGA. Workers of the world unite. Solidarity forever. If we don't live together, we're going to die alone. Wait, what? Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're, We're lost, lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. I'm Adam Busher, and damn it, Danny, he's a surgeon, not an anesthesiologist. <laughs> it's J.P. Russell. Uh, that's a pretty good joke. Uh, that's me. So it is um, at time of recording March. Um, yeah. The end of March. You just got six inches of snow in Milwaukee? <laughs> we got like 10 inches of snow in Milwaukee. This is horse shit. <laughs> the winter that never ends. It's 65 degrees here. I'm going to go for a run after we get done recording. Eat my whole ass. <laughs> You're the worst busher. <laughs> that is true. Uh, today we are talking about Not in Portland, the seventh episode of season three and the 56th episode of Lost Overall. Our centric character is everyone's favorite queen of manifesting your dreams, Dr. Juliet Burke. Not in Portland takes place on the 73rd day after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. JP? Yes. Do you have a recap? Of course. Let's have it. On the island, science! <laughs> More or less. 
Jack uses Benry as a meat shield for Kate and Sawyer to make their escape from the others. Don't go on the Lost forums for this episode. Real-life doctors saw this episode full of TV surgery and are not happy about it. But you know who is happy? Carl. He's at the sickest rave that's ever existed. Hey, Carl, we gotta plurt this heater so we can trace the come down. Now come pick up your trips, Candy. We gotta trance to the label. <coughs> that's raver speak, I think. In the before times, Juliet gets her sister pregnant. There's no other way to phrase that information. <laughs> Juliet's having some problems at work, but they're nothing a public bus driver can't fix. The population of Portland is 641,162, now one less since Donnie has moved away. He's not in Portland. Uh, Adam. Yeah? We have a guest. Oh, yeah? First time on the show. First time hearing us record the show. <laughs> That's this guy. Your friend, my friend, and soon-to-be audience friend. Everybody, please welcome John Weiss. Hey, thank you, everybody. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. We are so happy to have you. <laughs> it's just honestly it's so nice to be here. So nice to see you guys. I'm excited to talk about Lost, a show I've not really ever seen. So great. Let's do it. <laughs> like, at all? Like, not even, like, one or two episodes here so, or there? I watched, like, the first season with my dad. I remember there being a crash. I remember there being something about a polar bear, and that's yep. what I'm coming in with. Excellent. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's yeah. really all we've talked about. <laughs> you are 100% ready to talk about a season three episode. <laughs> yes. It's going to be so good. Did your dad like Lost? Was he a big Lost head? I asked him um, about it because I told him I was doing this podcast, mm -hmm. and he watched like the first season or two, and then he completely fell off, but mm -hmm. I ended up watching the entire thing because his coworkers kept bugging him. He's <laughs> like, no, you got you to gotta watch it. It's so good. And so he did, and he's like, it was meh. <laughs> it was just mid, mid as hell. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so then, what do you watch other than uh, other than Lost? Since you didn't watch Lost, what type of TV do you normally dig into? Do you want to say like now, being like a hundred percent dad now, or do you want Either. like what? before <laughs> both? Let's do. Let's do. You just watch World War II documentaries, right? <laughs> now that you're a dad, and just the first half of them because you fall asleep in the middle. <laughs> that, that okay? That that is accurate. Um, but no, honestly, like this is going to be such a weird plug here, but Bluey. Is like the greatest children's show. I'm wearing a shirt right now. It's so good. Check it out. It's with the dog, right? Yeah, the dog, the Australian dog okay. family. Gotcha. Yeah, yep, yeah, the yeah, healers. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. There's an episode that somebody sent to me uh, that also has children where another puppy is teaching the puppy how to play army. Um, oh yeah, but. The main character is like a Jack Russell, so he keeps calling him Russell. So he was Cadet Russell. And there's yep. a clip where he's like, where's your hat, Cadet Russell? He's like, I forgot it, Sarge. He's like, that's all right. You can have mine. That was just my experience in Iraq because Reyes had to show me around everywhere and I didn't have any of the right things. He's like, here you go, Russell. Don't die. Oh, so you just lived an episode of Bluey. It was perfect. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, John, when you're, when you're not watching children's educational programming uh oh, yeah, what yeah. kind of stuff do you find yourself gravitating toward it kind of variety so like the wife and i are keeping up with mandalorian we also just finished uh shrinking the new apple Hell show yeah. with uh, jason seagull and uh mm -hmm. harrison ford which yeah. was surprisingly good what do you guys say you want to talk about loss yes excellent let's do it let's do the thing uh not in portland originally aired on february 7th 2007 it was written by carlton cues and jeff pinkner and directed by stephen williams carlton cues made the adventures of briscoe county jr which was but he also made the amazon series tom clancy's jack ryan so he's a cia propagandist which sucks <laughs> jeff pinkner is probably most well known for his work on fringe which rules but he also wrote the two 
2017 film The Dark Tower with Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey, which sucks. Stephen Williams is one of Lost's <laughs> primary directors, and his brother Peter was Apophis on Stargate SG-1. Apophis! Now that I know this, I will mention it every time he directs. <laughs> Quick note about this episode, episode seven of uh, season three. This was the first episode that aired after a 13 week hiatus following. Holy shit. Yep. Following the mini season that began season three, the little six episode arc that they did at the beginning of season three in the fall, which wrapped up in like mid November. And then this episode coming back in. So put that in your head. You're you're a lost fan. Back in 2007, um, you just got the new Nickelback CD and you're feeling great. Lost <laughs> is finally coming back after almost, after over three months off the air. You're very, very oh my excited. God. <laughs> and this is, and this is what is presented to you on, on that fateful Wednesday night. Man, I wish I would have been able to get in that headspace before I even like attempted to watch this. Like, <laughs> man, I feel like that would change things. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's been a while since we've seen the one before this. So that's like, true. Uh, we, we yeah. ourselves have seen, I do and then yeah uh, fuck that was a that was a minute ago this episode opens in flashback yeah which they're doing the thing where they're trying to convince you it's not a flashback oh yeah i did like that that got me because i didn't know otherwise because like the little flashing light and the like the very dark hallway Mm -hmm. that she's walking through past the beach scene i guess like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's I the was little, well done. yeah. There's the little opening uh, tableau. Yeah. She's sitting on the on the beach there with the just the sun and then um, or the sunset and uh, and so she goes into this thing. I have nine pages of notes about the cinematography because I was like, there's way too much light. We've established that the the beach and where the sun rises and sets, and then it uh, it was all for naught. Anyways, so <laughs> anywho, she goes inside. She passes Ethan, which. Again, for those of us on the podcast, <laughs> confirms that it's a flashback because Ethan be dead. Yeah, uh, the <laughs> local repressed memory, Ethan. <laughs> when he when he walked by, I'm like, I feel like I should know that person just because of like how they how the, how the camera panned to him, like right. how everything happened. I was like, Hello. should I know him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was in Mission Impossible too. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, got it now. It's Tom Cruise's cousin. <laughs> so she's in this weird place. I always write down where these scenes happen in my notes so that I can sort yeah, of keep saying. So like, I wrote beach, and then I have that scra- scratched off, and I was like Hydra Island, and then I scratched that out, and then I was like, so, then I just switched it to flashback, and then I ended up scratching. I l- ended up leaving that, and then she walks past Ethan, and then goes into a room. Yeah, like a recovery room or something. Yeah. It looks like she prepares to administer medicine to this woman, who we here on the show know is her sister. Rachel. <laughs> sure. I think. I think that's right. I think yeah. that's right. Um, they have a little bit of discussion about like, oh, you don't want so-and-so to know and like, oh, you're going to get better. And, uh... Also, don't fall asleep with candles lit, okay? <laughs> don't do that's, it. That's, that's good advice. Issue. That's really good advice. Yeah, that's actually, it really is. Yeah. That's the moral of the whole the whole. Yeah. I think the whole episode is yeah, don't leave. Don't fall asleep with candles. Actually, yeah, um, I, I recently discovered this. I was uh, given a a candle with a wood wick for uh, for the holidays for a holiday gift, um, and they Ooh. crackle when they burn, like kind of like, almost oh. almost like a like a fireplace or something like that. It adds not only to the scent, you know, uh, but then the sound that creates a bigger aesthetic for whatever. But it also you can hear it burning, unlike a, a cotton wick candle where it's just burning silently. So like it's really hard to forget that you have a candle burning if it has a wooden wick, which I think is a kind of uh, unintended safety feature of the wood wick candle. Sponsor us, Pier One, you <laughs> fucking cowards. <laughs> 
you should come with me or whatever. I don't want to leave the beach or whatever. It's Miami. There's always beaches. So I guess it's actually Miami. The reveal of the window opening, just because like it seemed like such a decrepit hospital, like the lights don't work, the walls are very dark, everything's gloomy. And then you just open up, oh, it's Miami. It's like you got the beach life right outside. It's like all the lights. It's just crazy. Like the transition's pretty good. (laughs) I wanted when the curtains open to just like Cuban dance music, like just like pumping in the background. (laughs) that would have been better yeah yeah Juliet gives her sister a shot which she does not take like a champ Uh, she whimpers way more than an adult typically would for a small shot in the stomach what do you mean small shot that's a big needle I don't know man I've been poked with army needles they're rusty and bigger and (laughs) go in your ass so she gives the shot it's Miami Ah, and then we cut back to the island this is the interior of the hydro station this is how episode six of season three ended was yeah ben's on the table he uh he's purposely bleeding out thanks to dr shepherd um the heart you know jack's trying to get kate to bail she's like i don't want to leave you and he's like i don't give a fuck like uh, <laughs> kate run run damn it run so tom tells juliet he's like hey just fix Ben, like, let's circumvent Jack's big bad plan here. You deal with it. Yeah. She can't. She's not a surgeon. Jack says, she can't. She can't do this. She's not a surgeon. And I was like, you chauvinistic. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's not actually qualified. That's fine. <laughs> she can do anything. Oh, no, wait. You're, yeah, you're right. Actually. She yeah. Okay. That's, that's yeah, fair. Fair, 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 fair. That would have been some shit. She can't do it. She's a woman. <laughs> Then you have the lost, like, big dramatic music play that reveal Boom. Jack's a pig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gets them the whole time. He says that, and even Tom's like, damn, dude, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Maybe let's cut this guy loose. We don't want him hanging out. Ben wakes up from anesthetic. Dude, that's fucked up. Dude, that's fucked up. <laughs> Oh, man. Sawyer and Kate beat up the goons that are with them, and uh, they run off into the jungle. I loved the shot of uh, Sawyer pounding Danny's head into the electric button. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) What is that button? Like, I didn't understand the significance of, like, what he was, like, ramming the guy's head into. John, it's it's a experiment button f- for polar bears that's hooked up to food and electricity. How did you not get that from the scene? Ah, oh, damn, guys. You Actually, know what? I'll yeah, go back. Yeah. It's, it's pretty obvious if you just... <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> these are these cages that Kate and Sawyer have been locked in, and they got to get let out. And uh, Danny the, is the king goon there, um, and he's a, he's a, especially like a cock. And so, yeah, <laughs> I loved him. Like he's hammering his head into, and Kate's like Sawyer, wrap it up. Huh? He's like, let me get yeah. in a couple more cheap ones before we fail. <laughs> Oh, and and Jack tells her, when you're safe, tell me the story that I told you when we first met. That's how I'll know that you're safe. It's all very, very, very good plan. Very well thought out. Juliet sends uh, a dude, apparently his name is Jason, after Kate. So he's like, just go get them. Bring them back. Yeah. Jack, I know everything about Jack. He would never just let somebody die on the table. He's too good of a doctor for that. Uh, And if you need to, just kill the two of them. And I was like, damn, Juliet, that's nice. Cool. Shit. Ain't you supposed to be a doctor and you're out here just saying, just fuck them, fuck them people? do the most harm yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're a doctor and you're supposed to not do any harm and you've gotten to a point in your life where you're like 
go ahead, kill people. How do you know Jack's not at that point in his life? Yeah. <laughs> Shit's fucking happened to him. Cold open flashback. Yep. Flashback. Security yep. level five. God. Juliet gets us a phone call. Her appointment with Middle-Ost Bioscience is confirmed. What time are they confirming? Like, it's nighttime, baby. What, 11.30 How late is this office open? Oh, Jesus. 2, 2.30 in the morning. Who knows? Yeah. And remember uh, back in the day when we actually used to have the ringer on our cell phones? <laughs> what an arcane time. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about going to the movie theater is like, and be sure to silence your cell phone. I was like, I don't even think my cell phone has a ringer. <laughs> yeah, if mine started ringing, I'd be like, whose fucking phone is that? Like, <laughs> My phone's been on silence since 2012. Exactly. See, I get yelled at that like almost every day when my wife tries to call me and like, well, it's on silent. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to be. It's not supposed right. to be. No. Yeah. She's like, you're a father. Turn that shit on. Oh, damn it. She got me again. It's like, I'm trying to watch my World War II documentary and take a nap. Would you calm down? <laughs> John's got the Hogan's Heroes fucking <laughs> theme as his ringtone. <laughs> so she's in there snatching some medicine. Apparently she's not supposed to be doing this because it's all sneaky. Real quick on this medicine. Yeah. On the bottle itself, it says it says something like use only for dilutant or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not actually medicine. What is it? It's a drug dilutant. What is oh. that? It's like, it's filler. It's drug filler. You have the active ingredient and then you like put the dilutant in it to like actually have it like give mass or oh. like. So it's like saline? Oh. I don't know. Like, again, I am no doctor. I don't know this shit. I just like looked up the word. I'm like, I don't know that word that's on that bottle. Wait, John, you're not a doctor? Oh shit. Did I need to tell you that before I came on? God we'll, damn it. We'll, Adam, we'll, we'll, we'll put a uh, disclaimer in. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> hey, if you're a fucking scientist or you mess with vials of stuff mm-hmm. and you can give us some insight, email us at wearelostonlost.gmail.com. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so shoot us, uh, shoot us some info. Um, she almost gets caught by, I just wrote some pig <laughs> because there's some dude coming in here with a chick and he's all like, look at how impressive yeah. my lab is. Do you want to bone on top of this cooler? <laughs> Let me show you my Bunsen burner. Oh God, so gross. Edmund is so gross that I, oh. I like the character a lot. <laughs> like just because they do it so well, like they make him so despicable. The, yeah, Z- but Zelko. Yeah, but you're right. This dude, the actor rules, and he does such a great job of being a colossal piece of shit. And Edmund, the character, has severely outkicked his coverage with both his ex-wife, who is Julia, yes. and this new woman because they are thousands of times too hot of women to be with him. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's insane. He's using everything he can with that like university director position or whatever he, whatever yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, right. Just like I'm a I'm a powerful rich white man. It does not matter what I look like. Women fly. Jeez, yeah. Women love power and money and I have both. <laughs> it's <laughs> wild. What is it? That's from that's from Spaceballs. <laughs> You're attracted to money and power, and I have both, and you know it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's like, hey, what are you doing here? And she's like, I messed up some stuff. And he's like, "Uh, bail. I'm going to bang this chick anyway, even though you almost caught us. (laughs) Okay, I do have to say, like, this was actually what sold it for me on, like, the guy's performance. But the last line he says in that scene, in, like, how it's delivered is, Jules. Turn off the lights. Like uh, it also like because it makes me think too. Like, was Juliet? Is that how they got together? Is he showed her the lab? Oh like, shit! Like you know what I mean? Like this oh, is the move. Shit. This is the move yeah, he used. Yeah, yeah. And then when he cheated on her and they got divorced, was that the move he used? Like. <laughs> 
This is his move. I buy it. I buy that 100%. We cut back to the island. Juliet explains to Jack about Hydra Island that uh, the Kate and Sawyer aren't going to get anywhere because they're not on their island. They're on the separate island. So she she spills the beans about Hydra Island being a separate island. And then Jack snitches on her. And he's like, this was fucking Juliet's idea. Like, I'm 100% on board. But she was like, when you do surgery on Ben, just fucking kill him and make it look like an accident. It was so cool to me that it was unknown for me the entire episode of like was did juliet actually tell him to do that sure. or was jack just like a bald place lie yeah which made it made it kind of fun for me yeah actually that would have been kind of cool like jack jack throws that down and then maybe like in an episode later we have a flashback take that scene from earlier in season three make that a flashback later and be like oh shit jack was telling the truth he didn't just Ooh, have yeah. like, that wasn't just a right. move yeah from like jack's point of view how confused he is where it's like this is your idea and now you're throwing me under the bus so fuck you i'm gonna throw you right back under the bus yeah like, exactly and again i didn't have that context so like when it was first said like oh jack made this up smooth move like that was slick right? that was awesome nice. yeah. yeah that's a that's an excellent yeah. move yeah that's that's a survivor move that's like that's how yeah. you you stay ahead of the game you know thinking on your feet and shit like that speaking of not thinking on his feet the dude jason finds danny uh with his electrocution concussion happening yeah <laughs> <laughs> like get up what happened <laughs> and danny danny actually has a point here he's like let me out <laughs> And yeah. the, the dude's like, wait, what happened? He's like, open the cage. <laughs> Don't Who fucking, cares? You can talk and open the door at the same time. We're like, go. We're wasting time here. <laughs> That's a very short scene. We come back to Kate and Sawyer on the move. Yeah. They get to the beach and they see the island. Right. Sawyer knew about this. He, this was another thing that happened in the beginning of season three. Ben told them that they were on Hydra Island. Jack knows about Hydra Island. Everybody knows about Hydra Island except Kate. Jack. Uh, Sawyer did tell Kate apparently she didn't necessarily believe him or something I don't know. <laughs> so like the radio goes and <laughs> hey, Kate are you okay Jack are you okay Sawyer just in the background yeah. tell him I said hi like what are you right. doing like, Sawyer has a lot of annoying shit that he says in this one that that one he gets a pass on that's that was, a good one that was really good tell him I said hi like what <laughs> right what's the weather like where you are hurry up and kate's like you know we we need a boat i think juliet said it's two miles to the other island so yeah. it's like okay well you're not gonna fucking no, swim that swim hurry and so they're talking about this and then the fucking radio just gets <laughs> shot out of kate's hand death to radios we're gonna spend the next 45 minutes talking about this you might as well call him fucking danny oakley you know what i'm saying oh there it is Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Somehow, Danny manages to shoot the radio and destroy it without injuring Kate on the first shot from, what, 25 yards away with a pistol? Right, yes. And then the foot chase that ensues, they are within... A hundred feet of each other at all times, and nobody can hit anybody. And I'm like, it's like trees five feet to the left of them. Like it's just insane. Like how bad they missed the like the rest of it. I I I literally wrote down stormtrooper aim. Like that was so bad. Unless it's a radio. Oh right. Yeah. Hit that radio. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Part of me is like he was aiming for her face and (laughs) missed, and was like, oh damn, that was actually pretty cool. Jason's like, nice shot, Danny. I was trying to shoot her in the neck. (laughs) Even if. He had the fucking Oswald angle where, like, he's not, like, it's the perfect shot. That thing exploding in her hand is just going to send pieces of, like, radio shrapnel around. 
Like, there's no way you get out of that unscathed. She should have, yeah, she should have, it would have blown off her finger or something. Like, so it's like, okay, we got to get back to escaping. Forgot where we were running. And so they bail. So they're running through the woods. Jason and Danny and all these folks are just like blasting the trees and they hide. Uh, Sawyer fires off his last couple of rounds. Um, yep, he, he's he out. misses. The guy ducks very quickly. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, if you yeah. duck, you can always just you can get always around miss. a bullet yeah, real it's, quick. It's, it's, yeah. actually, it's actually pretty easy to dodge gunfire. I don't know if people yeah. out there know this. <laughs> But you know what's hard is not easy to dodge rocks. Oh, <laughs> oh. Es- especially when you got a fucking surgeon with a slingshot. Yeah, some guy's got Kate dead to rights, and a fucking rock just domes him. He's out. Alex, our fucking wood nymph, That's pops right. well, out of the fucking jungle. Welcome back to the show, Alex. <laughs> so I didn't know who this was, so I called this uh, the female Indiana Jones. She just has this very Indiana Jones vibe mm-hmm. with this, like, mm-hmm. I expected her to pull out a whip, too, because she yep. had, like, the slingshot. She had, like, the trap door thing, yep. and she had this, like, satchel that she probably has a golden idol in. <laughs> it's, like, it's weird that you went to Indiana Jones, this really uh, obscure thing that no one's ever heard of, and not <laughs> Sheena from 1984. But we'll get there. That, I was about to ask about that too. What the hell is she? I thought that I thought that was her name until they no. corrected it later. No, I went down a Sheena hole of my own. Oh my god! That's I watched the behind the scenes of Sheena. It's got some problems. It's not a good movie. <laughs> Sheena Alex hides Kate and Sawyer in a spider hole that she has dug. They get away. Danny and Jason get bamboozled and bail. They went this way. You you guess. Don't say that with the conviction that you did. You say I right. think they went this way. Let's right. You know, be or honest. Maybe I'll go that way. Right. Let's you know, split let's... up. Well, because I might have lost. You know, whatever. Yeah. He's gunning. For, he's gunning for promotion right there. Like he said that with complete conviction. He's yeah. like, it doesn't matter. Uh, I guess, and I have to look confident. There we go. There you go. Did it. So, <laughs> act as if. Remember when the others used to be this, like, they walk silently. They can sneak up on you at any time, and you never know where they are, and they're, they are the jungle, and now they're just like, oh, he went that away, <laughs> and like, blasted. <laughs> I saw the survivors. <laughs> I started blasting. <laughs> That's why God gave me a gun. That's why God gave me another gun. <laughs> Clint, <laughs> my night table at the end of that just like clank, 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 clank. Oh my god! Yeah, it feels like they're two very different villain sets at this point. I feel, I feel like it's the reveal. It's like okay, now they know we're not these bumpkin backward survivor whatever. So now we can just be open and honest about the fact that we're like these gun-toting maniacs. <laughs> Come back to the Hydra station. Ben wakes up. Yeah, that's a thing that can happen. I just put a question mark on it because it was really unbelieving in that moment until later. But whatever. I feel like he could be awake, right? Mm-hmm. But he should not be coherent. They kind of like try to sell a little bit, but like he's way too coherent right. to like just coming out of like complete drugged up state. Right. The Lostpedia page for this episode is full of medical inaccuracies, including <laughs> Ben wasn't intubated, so without intubation, Jack would not be able to monitor basic respiratory functions such as CO2 buildup and would have no method of ensuring prolonged sedation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, basically, Jack says something about, oh, he's going to be dead in 40 minutes, which everybody acts like it's a literal fucking clock. Right. Ben's like, hey, since I only got 40 minutes, could you please go get that Biatch Juliet for me? I have some words to say to her trifling ass. Yeah, Juliet, I got some questions for you. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> um, 
Cut to a flashback. Edmund and Juliet are talking. Edmund wants uh, to get in on Juliet's research. He had the wherewithal to know or realize that she was lying about one of the reasons she was in the lab. And, uh, you know, after he got done doinking that new research assistant, he was like, "Mm, now I got to get in on some medical research. Real quick note. I love that Sherry, Mm -hmm. the girl that Edmund was boinking, is the one that sends her up to Edmund's office. Oh, yeah. That's a real (laughs) fuck you. Do you work here? Yeah, I'm the new research assistant. Of course Uh, you are. Yep. I'm going to go talk to my ex-husband, the pervert. (laughs) Basically, Edmund's like, listen, I want in on what you're doing. If you don't let me in on it, I'm basically going to sound the alarm because this is potentially ethically and criminally dubious. Mm -hmm. But if you let me in on it, I will use my connections to make this all legit. But I'm going to get very rich for doing no work is basically the subtext. Yeah. He, he ties it all together. He's like, we'll drink champagne and go to parties and help a lot of people. So he had the very subtle real thing right at the end where he's like, okay, yes. It, 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 step number one is be rich and famous. But we will help people, which is also good. Sure. A 100% piece of shit wouldn't have said that part. So I'm going to put him at like a 96-ish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he still works for Big Pharma, so fuck that guy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's probably fucking, yeah, he's a stockholder in Eli Lilly and shit like that. <laughs> well, I think this is the scene where we find out that, right, her research is fertility and that she's trying to get her sister pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, right, her sister has, like, cancer, right? Yeah. And, okay, I understand that her sister wants a child, uh-huh. but her sister has cancer? Yeah. Right. The, the baby could not survive the treatments, I don't believe. Probably not. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are done to pregnant women on this show. Uh. Ay, ay, So I guess we're going back to, there are some ethics things about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we come back to the Hydra. Tom uh, goes and gets Juliet. Ben wants to talk to her. Cut to the hidey hole. Yep. Kate and Alex and Sawyer. This is one of the biggest shows on television, and this is an honest-to-God exchange of real dialogue between named characters. Is this a hobby of yours, underdog? Digging holes? Yeah, that and basket weaving. Want one? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> I I was like, oh, Sawyer's kind of met his match with the somebody's got some sass here. Like, yeah, it's stupid, but like, none of it makes sense. He's not used to people talking back like that. Talking back, all she says is basket weaving. He said he made a joke about her digging holes, and then he called her underdog. Another bonkers dated reference. <laughs> They, uh, Alex is like, hey, I have a boat. You guys need a boat. I got a boat. Here's the thing, though. My boyfriend is captured, and I would like you to help me break him out. And so I was like, you mean Carl? And she's like, do you know Carl? <laughs> yeah, we met Carl. And that's the thing is like, this just, Sawyer knows everybody on this island, apparently. Like, yeah. Sawyer has a secret power, and it's just knowing everybody's name. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, Sawyer met Carl at one point. They were in the cages together. They had a good old time. That's why he knows where Carl's at. Cut back to the operating theater. Ben wants to talk to Juliet alone. He's like, hey, since I'm going to die soon anyway, can I just talk to her alone? It's another one of these, you can't do that, but I want to. I said no, please. Please. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're really pretty. So Jack and Tom go to the observation deck to observe uh, Ben and Juliet talking in the operating theater. <laughs> I'm Tom, by the way. Thanks, yeah. Tom. <laughs> Thanks. Again, uh, if the show was on HBO, I'm Tom, by the way. Shut fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck. Did I fucking ask? <laughs> the conversation seems to be tense she gets up she puts her face in her hands you know so whatever we can't hear it juliet comes out of the operating theater clearly upset you know she's like uh okay so tom you and jack can go proceed with the surgery i'm gonna go help 
Kate and Sawyer escape. Tom's like, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> we, we cut to a flashback. Yeah. This is the interview uh, with Middle East Bioscience. This is chronologically Richard Alpert's yeah. first appearance on Lost. Quick question. Yeah. Is it Dr. or Mr. Alpert? And then follow-up question, is he wearing eyeliner? Or is no. that just how he looks? That's just that the, is just how he looks. That is just really? Nestor Carbonell's thick-ass eyelashes. Um, Dang. They're yeah, right? gorgeous, aren't they? Right? They're just... I. Like hypnotic, I couldn't look I away. I know. <laughs> like, there's a standard that exists. Like, okay, so I'm not saying that men have it as bad as women, but there is a ma- a standard for male beauty that exists in Nestor Carbonell's eyes that none of us will ever be able to live up to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no way. No, they're thick and they go out like a mile. It's not fair. <laughs> yeah. This is the part where he's like, "You knocked up a male mouse." And yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but he didn't carry the term. Strikes and gutters. You don't understand. That was a male mouse. Yeah. yeah. Where'd he get a womb, though? Was it even a womb? Like, was it just, like, was she able to just impregnate it? Like, oh, well, it lives in your stomach now. Like, I don't know, like, I'm curious. I want to know more. There's got to be a deleted scene where she, uh, he's like, how does this work? And she's like, if you want to know, just go watch the Arnold movie, Junior. Um <laughs> I don't have time to explain this to you, Richard. You can do anything to a mouse. Remember when they grew an ear on the back of a mouse? And they're like, we're going to be growing ears, and the best place to do it is on on the back of a mouse. And, sci- and scientists were like, go off, let them cook. <laughs> Slay. During the interview, she has a bit of a, a breakdown. She She's like, I can't, whatever influence my ex-husband Edmund has over me, that, that's going to prevent me from being able to do this. You know, I, I also, I can't leave my sister, blah, blah, blah. He, he's like, well, you know, we could do something to help you get out from underneath the influence. Yeah. And, and she's like, well, only, you know, the only thing that would help me is if you got hit by a bus, like right before she starts crying and stuff. She's just saying, like, obviously, like, there's no way out is what, what she's trying to drive home to Richard. And then she like, she bails and he's like, wait, no, babe, come back. Baby, come back. Come back to the Hydra. Juliet finds Kate and Sawyer on on the cameras. Ooh. They're coming back to the <laughs> I love that it took her like five seconds to do it. And she's like, got him. Yep. Yep. Done. There's 12 cameras on an entire island, and these chuckle fucks happen to be like in the view <laughs> of one of them. She also uh like zooms in with like a knob, which is yep. weird. No, you, that's how you zoom. It's a knob. Did you, you know that? I, I, I'm surprised you didn't know that about cameras, JP, is that they got a little knob on it where you can zoom and just like. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, they're coming back. Kate and Sawyer and Alex get up to this door and Mac from It's Always Sunny is there. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Oh, I love it. I had to stop and I was like. Is the gang in this one? <laughs> it was such a like special treat seeing Rob McElhenney like right there. Is he in more of this show or is this just he, a one-off? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can I can I throw this? So I did some experimenting with Chat GPT mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. this episode. Oh no! And one, <laughs> and one of the questions I asked Chat GPT does Rob McElhenney show up in any other episode of you know Lost? Lost, yeah. And they're like, you're wrong. He doesn't show up in season three. He's in season six. I'm like, uh-huh. hold on. No, I'm right. <laughs> and they're like, you're right. I'm so sorry for my misinformation. He's not in Lost. I'm like, no, that's also incorrect. That's also incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> so 
ChatGPT is doing great. I just, I just want to throw that out there. there. Oh. It's, it's 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 getting there. This, <laughs> this is the thing that's going to take over the world, huh? All right. Well, <laughs> you know, Al- Aldo is his name. Oh, and by the way, Aldo is reading a brief history of time by yeah, Stephen, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, which is like so funny to me, just because he plays like always such a doofus, like mm-hmm. in Always Sunny, like and so it's is Aldo smart? He obviously doesn't have like street smarts because he yeah. gets burned by the by the Wookiee prisoner gang. <laughs> yeah. But I think as part of like the Dharma Initiative or the others or whatever, he's he probably does have some sort of skill set that lends himself to this sort of like pseudoscientist utopia or whatever. Yeah. But we don't ever get to know too much about it. Um, although it does appear in three episodes of Lost. Oh. Uh, so he will be back at some point. But he, he's a he's a C tier at best other. My favorite part about this is that this episode aired in 2007. Always Sunny started in 2005. So people would have recognized him from sure. It's Always Sunny on in Philadelphia on this and be like, it's Mac. <laughs> yeah, he gets he gets bamboozled by Alex and Kate and Sawyer. They take his keys. Kate threatens to shoot him in the knee if he doesn't tell him where Carl is. Mm-hmm. He tells him where Carl is. She knocks him out and they go to room uh, what is it? 23. Room 23. room 23 to go get Carl. That's a movie, right? Yeah, it's the one with Jim Carrey. Perfect. Okay. Good. And then Carl's in the sickest rave that's ever been, baby! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, I was fucking digging this scene. I was like, can I volunteer to be put in this treatment? When the fucking beat drop, I was like, let's go. The number one island destination getaway uh, activity is getting a clockworked oranged. It looks so fucking sick in there. I was like, that's just the kind of music I listen to. Those are the kind of glasses I want, but can never find on Etsy. Oh, yeah, he's got these, like, wonderful, like, blue light glasses. Oh, it's so good. Like, they're clear glasses with blue lights inside. And he's he's obviously uh, getting, uh, like, a, a leader of probably LSD or ketamine. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume so, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and then it's got images and words. And actually, I wrote down all the phrases that pass by. Oh, shit. Oh, you, shit. Like, yeah, this is I a... Did. This is some this crazy is shit. I, do, I don't know if these are in order. I forget if they're exactly in order, but the in, like the words you see are plant a seed, or you would joyfully gather fruit. We are the causes of our own suffering. That, that second one right there is less motivational than the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I think the next one, and I think I might have this one wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's just everything changes. Yeah. That's it. And then the last one is God loves you like he loved Jacob. So... <laughs> This leads me to believe, mm. did praying the gay way just not work and they had to go to this? <laughs> like, Ben Ben really wants Carl to work for Alex, so Jeepers. you gotta make it work. I, I went on to Lostpedia and there's also some noises that are a woman's voice in reverse and like... There's some there? talk about time. We know that there's some weird stuff on the island, but now Mac was reading about time travel, and there's this weird thing that Carl sucked up to, which is so different than everything else we've seen. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on here? I mean, I, I don't know if like you guys would have gone to Lostpedia or Adam, if you remember this, but like, do you ever find out like what this experiment was supposed to do or like what they were trying to do here? Nah, bruh. <laughs> Yeah, just having a good time. <laughs> having a good time. <laughs> I, I do. I do believe that room twenty three is one of those, one of those mysteries that never got solved. It was what? Oh, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Uh, an unsolved mystery. What do you uh, call it? Um, <laughs> lost. Yeah. 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 Uh. It's one of those threads that they just kind of left dangling. But I think at the end of it, uh, I don't think people were too upset about not finding out what was happening in twenty three uh, room twenty three. I think they were happy to hand wave it. Man, it was just some weird other shit yeah. they were into, you know. It, Ben was just like, I don't know, man. Just fucking hook him up to some crazy shit. 
like that. Yeah, he's just I don't know. He's this weird kid, and I don't want him hanging around with my daughter. Just like I don't know. Yeah. Can, you freak, can you freak him out a little bit? Like <laughs> turn him into the fucking Manchurian candidate and call it a day. <laughs> oh, actually, I, this is a throwback. But so the university they work at is Miami Central University. Sure. Which is the initials are MCU. Oh shit! Is this just the beginning of the Marvel Cinematic right. Universe? Right. Oh fuck! One hundred percent right. They're making an Ant Man in that room, number twenty three. <laughs> yeah, number twenty three. What do you got going on in there? We're making an Ant Man. <laughs> are you just sewing two extra sleeves onto that kid's T shirt while he's high on mescaline? Yeah, I'm high on mescaline too. <laughs> 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 Everything changes. Time it changes. John Favreau's just dressed up like a one of the members of the Blue Man Group, beaten off in the corner. <laughs> Kevin Feige's got a notepad. And he's just scribbling wildly. Oh, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Anyways, Danny wakes up. Aldo. <laughs> Where are they at? I don't know. They're over there. I got knocked out. I'm I'm disoriented. Juliet tries to call off Danny. He's like, hey, change the plans. Ben said we can cut him loose. It's all good. Let him go. Let's just go chill. And Danny's like, I don't listen to women because I'm a misogynist. I'm doing whatever <laughs> I want. <laughs> uh, Danny's really mad at the survivors because they killed his girlfriend. Fucking dropped her like a sack of potatoes. That would be good context because, yeah, I was just like, Danny's got a lot of blood loss going on for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's a misogynist. He's just like, Juliet, I can't listen to her. I think it's both. I yeah. think I think he's both filled with a bloodlusty rage and, and a misogynist. Funny how often those two paths <laughs> cross. <laughs> the Venn diagram, it's a circle. <laughs> so yeah, he storms off and she's like, fuck. Um, we cut to a flashback. Juliet talks to Rachel about the, uh, the job and how it's not for her. She doesn't want to be so far away. you know. Yeah. And, and Rachel's like, but Juliet, your research works. I am so fucking pregnant right now. Proganate. And and again, the cancer. Yeah. Now she just has to get better. That's it. She she does say, now I gotta get better. That's that's yeah. step number yeah. two. I mean, right, step one was pregnant, step two is better. Uh, you know, there's a lot to be said about hope, you know, in situations like that. Like hope is a very important thing when it comes to, you know, recovery for especially from you know, so you know. Now now she got something to live for. Hope's also a bad plan. <laughs> It does seem like maybe this could be could have been a little bit more well thought out. I <laughs> I'm not a doctor, <laughs> so awesome. Good news, the research works. She's pregnant, so Juliet's gonna go rub it in Ed's stupid face. My next note here is just Ed is about to get hit by a bus. <laughs> Dude, it comes out of nowhere. It's such a no, good. No, it doesn't. The bus what? is in the background. Is there? Yeah, it cuts to this and the camera pans the first thing you see is a city bus and then you see Juliet I'm like oh shit he is 100% gonna get hit by that bus oh see I missed it in the in the pan I missed it too you go back and watch it because like I you know I'm sitting there I'm like when she said I, if he got hit by a bus that would be really great when she yeah. said that earlier I was thinking I was like oh he's 100% gonna get hit by a bus <laughs> actually opening the scene though Edmund's talking with someone on his phone he's having like this really weird conversation of like mm -hmm. it's something like oh like I forget exactly i don't know if i wrote down the words but like it ends up he's talking to his mom and it's just like so bizarre <laughs> and so weird and it's just so like perfect. yeah it's just like he's like well you're you're withholding and and yeah. you're kind of bitter and like, yeah. just like slamming her he's like well this is why i don't call home more often mom <laughs> It's like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah, it's like so weird and bizarre. It's just like another reason why like the, the characterization of Edmund is so We're good. learning so much about
about Edmund. So he's like, he's a really tough, in, uh, tough relationship with his mom. Like he, he he's just a <laughs> world class puss hound. Like yeah, jeepers. When um, Juliet tells him, you know that the treatment worked and that her mm-hmm. sister is pregnant, he's like, "That's uh, that's uh, and you know the words he's supposed to say are great, fantastic, awesome, mm-hmm. cool, mm-hmm. neat." But he's like, "That's uh, that's uh." Well, I need to see your labs. We gotta verify the data. And I was like, this guy's a real turd. And then he yeah. dies ten seconds later. So I was like, oh, all right. Well, at least we hated him right as he was dying. Yeah. Mid sentence, he does end up getting hit by a city bus, which is, I gotta say, pretty satisfying. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Come back to the Hydra. Jack is working on Ben. Now that everybody's going to get away scot-free, he can go ahead and actually proceed with removing the tumor and patching Ben up. They have a really quick conversation because Jack's got some questions. I don't blame him. Uh, yeah. So, like, you guys can just leave whenever. Why didn't you just take him to a place where they deal with shit like this? We're yeah. in a fucking veterinary clinic. Like, right. why? And just as he's about to get answers to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This was so funny to me to watching this. Like, yeah, he did like, right. He purposely put Ben's life in danger. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no. I just nicked an artery. Yeah, this was an accident this time. (laughs) This time I did it. The first time I did it as a goof. You goofed? No, as a goof. (laughs) It's me when I started recalking my tub, bro. Like this. I have total control over this. And then I realized very quickly, this is a situation I do not have control of. And it is outside of my control. Uh, Tom mentions the sky turning purple. We finally now have the context for that here on Lost on Lost. We have finally now seen Live Together Die Alone. Yeah. And so now we do have the context for the sky turning purple. It turned white color. at best. <laughs> it, it turned a very off purplish white. Uh-huh. We now know that that was the failsafe. It j- released some sort of gigantic magnetic electromagnetic thing. Which you can assume now navigation is not what it used to be. This also only just happened a few days ago. And yeah. they've known that Ben has had a tumor for for a while. Longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> so your timeline doesn't work here, Tom. Right. Cut to the beach. Carl and Sawyer and Kate and Alex have located a canoe with an outrigger. And, yeah. And uh, they're going to go back to the other island. Carl wakes up and he's like, Danny... And she's like, no, I'm Alex. <laughs> and he's like, no, Danny's like, right behind no, you. Danny. <laughs> and lo and behold, Danny is behind them. Holy shit. And he's about to blow Sawyer away. And Juliet's like, hey, Danny. And then she puts three in the fucking ten ring. Just blam, blam, blam. I do have to say, this is about the same range where the jungle scene is happening. Like, it's about the same distance. Yeah. Yeah. Juliet just nailed she just, it. She just that, she just that good. Uh, they should have brought her along in the first place, because maybe, <laughs> maybe she, she maybe she she would she would have airholed some other folk. I love this transformation between who we know Juliet was and who she's become, because yeah. she's very <laughs> timid before, and now she's a bad bitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's the it's this uh, the wavy hair straight hair transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Danny's fucking dead. <laughs> cut, cool. back to, cut back to the operating theater. Uh, Jack needs Tom's help. Tom is uh, squeamish around blood, which is pretty hilarious. Harkens back to when Hurley had to help Jack do surgery and yeah. he was afraid of blood and he passed mm-hmm. out. That was really, I was hoping that that would happen. I was hoping that they were just like, Tom would just like a slump over on right. <laughs> on top of Ben's back. And Jack's just like, not again. God Fuck. damn. Juliet cuts Kate and Sawyer and Carl loose, but she says that Alex has got to stay. You know your father. You have a curfew. You got to stay here. 
when he gets out of recovery in a couple of weeks, he's he's, he's going to be gonna real dangerous it. again. I'm, I'm going to get a real earful from him if I just let you go. Right. Even though we live on that island, and so when we're done doing surgery, I'm assuming we're all going to move back there, and we'll just be there right together anyways they crack open the radios um they're like hey what's up Uh, hey uh, we're leaving juliet's here to cut us loose okay if you're really okay tell me the story and then Kay tells the story about the first time that jack didn't hermit did your drapes (laughs) sorry oh my god this story (laughs) is really this is the first time you've ever heard the story gilligan so this is the first time i'm hearing the story how okay the setup to Kate telling the story is so funny to me because Jack's like, you know what? I'm going to fuck up a surgery. And the only thing that is going to get me through it is somebody else telling me a story about myself of how I'm great. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> Wait, it's so ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm fucking awesome. You were afraid. And then you just stopped. You counted to five. And then the fear wasn't there. <laughs> and she was better. You remember that you're the biggest, strongest doctor on the earth. <laughs> like, that's, that's the entire story, though. It's insane. That is, oh, yeah, my God. That is, that's, that is pretty fuck wild. I, it would be great. They cut back to him listening to the story, and he just his face just changed, and he just, like, smirks. He's like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> well, like, and also, too, like, I don't understand the emotion Kate's going through as she's saying that story. Like, I don't know, like, maybe this has some big personal meaning to her. No. But, like, <laughs> you're basically just telling this guy, hey, dude, you're amazing. Yeah. Go on. But, like, yeah. she's sobbing. Tom, if you want Ben to survive, I need you to reach in my back pocket. What? Just do it. You feel something back there? Yeah. What is it? Oh, my God. It's a Bonnie Taylor cassette. All right, you put it on track three, I Need a Hero. If you don't play that right now, this man's going to die on the operating table. <laughs> but that, that is the equivalent. Like, yeah. he needs that. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to gas up the homies to get through the day. <laughs> That's what this whole podcast is. <laughs> so, yeah, he tells him the story, and he's like, hey, I need you to make me a promise. Don't ever come back for me. Uh, just leave me be. It's all good. Just bail they sail away bye cup to a flashback who's ed ed's dead baby ed's dead (laughs) i'm sorry he got smeared on the sidewalk like cream cheese on a long island bagel there's no way he is intact to identify in this scene though he's just he's got a couple couple bruises you can can still have an open cast it's fine (laughs) this scene's got like a weird edit because this really just should have been with the back half of this but we cut to back to the operating room where jack and juliet had this conversation he's like hey i got the tumor removed you should do a biopsy jack's like what now just go back to my cell juliet's like yeah until they figure out what to do with you and he's like they, they. Well, not what we not we so what did what did ben say to you i, I want to know you owe me the answer i did a good doctor job she didn't know you anything shut your face you're a prisoner you nobody owes you anything you know you judge a society by how they treat the prisoners and such etc we don't have to get into that this is just lost um <laughs> cut to a flashback and yeah so it's still in the morgue uh, Ethan, big face Ethan. <laughs> this is a local skinwalker, Ethan. <laughs> he, this is one of Ethan's superpowers. He can just appear in places where the dead reside. So like, uh. he can just f- form out of nothingness in a morgue. <laughs> Any morgue anywhere. He gives her a tissue, uh, and Dr. slash Mr. Alpert is there as well. Uh, yeah. He comes in, and they just kind of finish pitching her on the idea. Like, hey, we, we know this is kind of fucked. Your ex-husband's dead, and you saw him die, and that's a traumatic 
good experience regardless of how you felt about him. Um, but that position is still open and it's got great benefits. So. Yeah, it's it's crazy. We were we were just gonna pitch you one more time, but then that thing that you said was holding you back. That thing that you said that I yeah you I didn't even remember that you said him getting that's uh, spooky spooky weird coincidence, huh? That's weird. That's, that's suspicious. suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> that weirds her out and honestly it should um yeah but yeah they finished they finished recruiting giving her a little recruiting spiel which we know ends up working because she does end up going to the island and they say that oh by the way it's <coughs> not in portland drink not quite in portland that's true they didn't say not in portland they said it's not quite in portland i was like that's not the title you should either change the line to well it's not in portland or change the title of the episode to not quite in portland quite important yeah yeah it's not like they're ever worried about brevity of title in no. these episodes but with things like the all the best cowboys have daddy issues and right the, man know, of science uh, man of faith yeah exactly there's no place like home parts two and three <laughs> from there we cut back to yeah the second half of the last half or the second half of the last scene of the episode <laughs> you owe me a explanation i'm jack you can for and, yeah. and she she explains to him that she is a prisoner too. She's been on the island yes. for three years, yes. two months, so and so days. That's why she calls them they because even though she's with them, she's not you know with them. Right? Yeah. She basically walks off and just kind of leaves Jack standing there looking like an idiot, like a big yeah. doof. Yep. That's it. Lost. Lost. Not in Portland. They no, they are not quite in Portland. Uh, did we like it? Was it good? That's what we're trying to figure out here. Uh, so, John, why don't you start us out? Did you like this episode, and do you think it was good? I don't know. I'm in the middle, and sure. I feel like that's such a wasted answer because I feel like I should pick a side of the fence to be on. But, like, there are some parts that I, I really enjoy. However, there are other parts that are just... What were the parts that you really liked? Like the buildup of the character of Edmund and actually showing Juliet's backstory and like how sure. she interacts with all that. Mm -hmm. Love it. I mean, I still don't know that it fully gets her to like bloodthirsty Juliet who's like ready to drop Danny on a dime. Sure. But, you know, <laughs> you know, at least you have a lot of the backstory there, which is I think is really neat. Yeah. How they dropping that in. Danny on a dime. That's triple D after we yeah. had whispering wet wall <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, that's something that we are seeing more often in more t in TV shows now is the explanation of, you know, how their backstories inform the way that they behave. Somebody was describing how they had a really hard time getting into Ted Lasso, but they tried it again recently and they were like, oh, I get it now. Hurt people hurt people. And it's like, yeah, Lost does do that a bit with Juliet. You're right. Like it's a trend that is going on where it's like, it's nice that everyone has a story and that mm -hmm. like, you actually get to hear, you know, more than just the main character. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. There's stories happening everywhere. So, so meh, just a good things, bad things. So, average out to be a pretty meh thing, meh experience for you. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, JP, your thoughts? It's fine. Um, I, I, I think it was good. I don't think it's very memorable. Sure. I think it just did a lot of driving the plot forward, not a lot of character stuff. Mm hmm. You, know, you had the opportunity for a lot of really good like tension with a chase scene. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe mm -hmm. Sawyer and Kate stay on the run for a while, and they're they're this buddy duo trying to survive in the jungle and evade the others. But we didn't. Everything was just kind of handed to them. Yeah. It is fine. There wasn't anything truly egregious in it. Um, sure. I don't think I'll remember it, but I thought it was fine. Yeah. 
Adam? Uh, yeah, just they had three months off. They need to set the table again, <laughs> which is what they do here. They remind us of what the stakes are supposed to be throughout season three. Yeah. The stakes are generally pretty low impact until the second half of season three. And yeah, they hand wave a couple of things. And yeah, it, I it would pretty much echo exactly what you said. Not memorable. We're coming back to the show. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only reason to really remember this episode would be Rob McElhinney's in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Him coming and Edmund getting hit by a fucking bus. That was pretty <laughs> sweet. That, that part's awesome. Uh, yeah, that and hilarious. Well, then uh, let's do lost MVPs. Uh, who is your favorite? Who got the gold star? Who gets the trophy, whether it be participation or genuine first place? Uh, John, who is your lost MVP for not quite in Portland? My lost MVP is, you know, a, a one-time MVP, posthumously awarded posthumously however you say that word Mm -hmm. it's Edmund like he's just yeah what a great character you just love to hate him it's so good and now he's gone that's an interesting take that you love to hate him Mm -hmm. I like that yeah that's not bad yeah he does yeah he does a great job of being a real shit hero and like again like just the weird little things they gave him it's just so good that's funny though Edmund who's you know a heel character has now officially more MVPs than some of our named protagonists (laughs) (laughs) oh boy that's gonna fuck with the numbers and I love it I'm glad (laughs) Uh, JP who's your lost MVP ah Carl absolutely Carl Listen, he was just straight up like, I got to take a nap. He knows how to come down off a bender. Like, you're not supposed to go cold turkey, but when you do, you got to sleep. You got to drink water. He's just been in the rave, and he's like, you know what? This conversation has been great. I got to take a nap. Like, I just had the most insane rave of my life. Catch you later. I wish that they would have taken him out of room 23 and he had like a glow stick necklace on still, yeah. like just like in the canoe. And it's like, he's got body glitter and glow sticks on him. <laughs> he's got the, you know how people in offices now wear the blue light filtering mm-hmm. glasses. He's got the blue light intensifying glasses. Like, give me more of that give blue light, baby. <laughs> like, or to have him like reach for the glasses as he leaves. Yeah. Been great. Yeah. It's like, wait, <laughs> they're no. trying to bust him. I was like, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes. <laughs> you guys are fucking buzz kills. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, who is your MVP? Uh, Juliet. And here is the thing. Yeah, she's the main character, but it's not really for any of that. I know, like, in real life, assholes don't just deserve to be fucking murked, but, like, I hate Danny, and I'm glad that Juliet shot him. It's actually the Danny and Colleen thing. It's actually like a parallel of old Dan and little Anne. You know how like they died together because they were so in love. And so Colleen and Danny are such <laughs> two shitty people that when Son and Juliet fucking air hole them, two of the worst people ever killed by the two uh, of the best people ever. Yeah. Lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're 10 times more aerodynamic now. <laughs> so the flip side of this coin, they <laughs> lost forever. Who sucks shit? Who didn't do a good job? Who is terrible? Who is last in line? for not quite in Portland. John, who is your lost forever? I'm going to go with this, like the second half of Adam's answer for Juliet. It's Danny. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you know it right away when Sawyer's smashing his head into the electrical bear button. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. thing sucks. Don't feel bad for him. Clang, clang, nope. clang. <laughs> uh, yeah, Danny fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, JP. Go ahead. I'm going to give it to Sawyer. Sure. He got his one good line in there about like, Ask him, uh, I'm yeah, fine too. Sir, he had so many Sawyer like zingers in this one where I was just like, shut up. Right. You are not integral to the plot in this. So your only contribution is to be a shithead. Right. And not everything's one liners. Fucking right. I want you to stop. 
It, it's interesting to have like usually your pop culture reference machine is like a a, a goofy sidekick or something like that. It, it is interesting that Lost is like our pop culture reference machine is a misogynist, racist, southern yeah. uh, felon <laughs> with a six pack. Yeah, uh, Adam, Lost Forever, Ethan. That dude's weird. Like, quit being weird. <laughs> Why? Why? Every situation just gets weirder every time. Like if it, it's a, this is a situation's already weird. Hey, Ethan's here. Well, great. It's even weirder. Weird. Awesome. HP Lovecraft. You'll see horrors beyond human comprehension. And Ethan. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, when you stare into the abyss, Ethan stares back. <laughs> that's that's a better joke. That's a better joke. Thank you, John. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know what? I actually. Because I came out, I prepared you guys a special treat. Ooh. Yeah, um, I think I might have teased this before, but so I did some uh, some playing around with Chat GPT, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, just because AI is going to take over the world and you do everything for us, I was like, Chat GPT, please prepare some jokes for me. To bring to this, this session. Yes, yes. And I got some. I got some true gems for you. Oh, please go. So, all right. So there, I have five jokes in total. Are you guys prepared? Yes. No. Give it to do me. Do it. All right. <laughs> Why did the fertility doctor go to the island? Why? She heard the beach was great for making sand babies. (laughs) No. All right. Yep. (laughs) All right. Good start. Good start. (laughs) Number two. What's the difference between Juliet and the others? What? The others actually know how to use their fertility treatments. (laughs) 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 Don't. (laughs) Yep. But but they don't. But they that's don't. Why they that's why Juliet's there. That's why they're recruiting her because she knows. Chat GPT, have you not been listening to the fucking podcast? Uh, clearly not. No. All right, you ready for number three? Yeah. Yeah. Why did the monster attack Jack, Kate, and Sawyer? Why? Because they didn't have an appointment with Doctor Juliet first. <laughs> These are, isn't it? It's a gem. Like, These are good. All right. So number four. How do you know if you're a Lost fan? How? You get excited when a character's flashback episode finally answers some questions, but then you just have 10 more questions. That's not even a joke. That's just like a statement about this shit. Right. <laughs> that's just that's, that's just true. That's you know, just my Twitter feed. <laughs> so far, one out of four, actually. Not on jokes, but on actual useful stuff. Right. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for the final one? Let's have Please. it. Why did Juliet's ex-husband leave her? You had to catch a buzz? <laughs> That, see, that's 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 what it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> he heard she was not in Portland and couldn't handle the long distance relationship. <laughs> you know, sometimes I watch Terminator and I think, man, we can't let the machines get the upper hand. <laughs> And then I hear this shit, and I'm like, I ain't worried no, about they're, it. They're not getting it. That's yeah. 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 I, just, I did this because, like, everyone was, like, raving about, like, oh, my gosh, chat GPT. Because, like, um, I work in the tech industry, sure. so, like, I see articles all the time, yeah. like, how it's going to change the face of everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it might. Sure. Just, Maybe. Just it, not right now. I mean, like, that's why I had to try it. I was like, let's see what it knows. Well, you know what? 
we're the only ones that make jokes about Lost around here. Fucking Bezos and Zuckerberg and all you motherfuckers. You're not replacing <laughs> us with robots. Damn straight. Even though that is the joke with like chat GPT and open AI is that they're going to automate making music and art and all that stuff so the humans can stay in the factories, which is the complete opposite of what the point of automated artificial intelligence is supposed to be. You're right. supposed to automate the factories so that we can just hang out and paint and, and, and drink and write songs and fucking fuck. <laughs> You okay, Adam? It's okay. Do you need a minute? Adam, what are we watching the next episode? Excellent question. Uh, if you out there want to be lost with us, next time we will be watching Stranger in a Strange Land. Oh. Featuring everyone's favorite vacation good time boy, Dr. Jack Shepard. Oh, is this one of the really bad ones? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm curious because we recently just did Expose, which is one of the bad ones, and we had a, just a rollicking good time with that. And I'm wondering yeah. if going back and watching Stranger in a Strange Land, we'll be like, okay. Okay, this one maybe bad's not the right word. Pointless, maybe that's more the word. Sure, because that's kind of okay. what expose was. But expose's not bad. It's pointless. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, watch uh, watch season three, episode nine, uh, Stranger in a Strange Land. Uh, John, is uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? This is gonna be weird, but I'm gonna plug the company I work for. Okay. I actually uh, just recently started with a company called Paper. Heard of it? Yeah, been there, done that. Paper. <laughs> yeah. She like it was so funny when I told my daughter like I work for this company called Paper. She's like, "That's a bad name for a company." <laughs> <laughs> Sick burn. <laughs> Fucking got him. <laughs> um, the paper probably has nothing to do with your fan base because oh. we are an ed education tech company okay. that does 24-7 tutoring for students. Oh, which shit. Is That's awesome, though. Pretty cool. Yeah, no. it's nice. And we sell to districts. We don't sell to individuals. So the whole idea and our whole mission statement is to equality in education. Yeah. So, right, the idea is that if, we, if we're selling to individuals, right, we'd only sell to the rich people, the people sure, who can yeah. afford us. Yeah, but yeah. if we sell to districts, now that entire district has access to this, like, this extra resource. So, yeah. Yeah, I just honestly, like, I, I love being there. I love working there. Well, Very we cool. will toss uh, a link to that uh, on our socials and on the uh, episode description. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Thanks for taking the time, John. It was uh, great to catch up with you and see your face. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I haven't seen you guys in it's it's been way too long. It's been a too minute. long to even count, but mm-hmm. it's been a damn minute. Yeah, I miss yeah. you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those wonderful people. Yeah, we'll have you back for sure um, because yes. this was a blast. Yes, yes, yes. So, all right. Well, uh, thank you all out there for tuning into this episode of uh, Lost on Lost. Yep. Uh, I'm Adam. I'm JP. Do you have any idea what's going on in the show? Nope. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at LostOnLost1. You can also email us at WeAreLostOnLost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash WeAreLostOnLost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're we're not on MySpace. Yet. (laughs) (laughs) 